everybody. This is Talk Like a Lady. It's a podcast where we find out all about our favorite ladies. I'm Carly Morton. And I'm Jessica Fontana. And today's guest is Celeste Lupercio. And I've actually known her for quite a few years. Um, and she's gone on a journey since I've known her. So we kind of wanted to talk, about, talk to her about all that. Oh, yeah. Um, so, hi, Celeste. Hello. <laughs> um, can you tell everyone what we're drinking tonight? Sure. We are drinking SD Strong Distilling. We're drinking their Pillar 136 Gin. It is very locally made. I live in Parkville, and it is made right here in Parkville. It is made in the caves that are underneath Park University, which is so super cool. And it's all handcrafted by Steve Strong. He does every little last thing by hand, including there are several botanicals in this gin, and he hand zests all of the citrus. Um, so it's it's an amazing craft, craft uh, spirit, and I love it. I'm obsessed with more than just this. We're just drinking this one today because it's very summery. Um, but in the winter, I'm obsessed with his uh, barrel rested gin. So that's what we're having. Yum. Sounds delightful. It's so that's good. really good. I, you yeah. introduced me to this and um, I enjoy it quite a lot. Mm-hmm. It is very tasty. <laughs> um, so we decided that we would kind of change things up a little bit this time because the world is kind of a shit show. So we decided that maybe it might be fun to like tell us something good or fun or something that is happening and uh, give us some good news instead of the world. is. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, I can give you some very good news, something I'm super stoked about, (laughs) and that is that I am a producer for the West 18th Street Fashion Show, which is typically, for the last 19 years, a fashion show that goes on, on, literally on 18th Street. It's a 100-foot runway, and this is like the coolest, most avant-garde, for-the-artist fashion show, and also Kansas City's original fashion show. but. Uh, there's, you know, a pandemic going on. So we decided this, we just can't, we tried to reschedule it to uh, the fall. And of course, Kansas City area is not doing that great with managing ourselves. So we just realized we can't reschedule this and be safe. We, we love people too much. So what are we going to do? How are we going to still have this fashion show? Because it's the 20th annual. How can you not do something? We've also made a commitment to these 13 designers that we are going to feature them and this badass fashion show. So the uh, artistic director, her name is Peregrine Honig and she is a very well-known contemporary artist and she's brilliant. And she decided, Hey, let's do a feature film. And we were like, um, okay, I don't like my, my intelligent part of my brain says you're crazy, but then <laughs> We all know her, and if she decides she wants to do something, it's going to happen because she's peregrine. So yeah. all right, let's all jump on board, you know, fully we're in. So um, the, and the musical director is Calvin Arsenia, also, you know, international artist, one of the Kansas City's best known, um, you know, musical talents. And then she gets the Film Society KC on board as well. So, all right, we actually now have people that know what they're doing when it comes to making a feature film. (laughs) So, you know, something amazing that's happening is we're producing a freaking feature film right here (laughs) in Kansas City in the middle of a pandemic when all of these film people are out of business, out of work, you know, no one can, can do anything. No one's producing movies right now. No new movies are coming out to the theaters. You know, we're showing the oldies, the goodies, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are being shown at the drive-in because we're seeing new movies. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to make a movie and it's going to feature these designers and our sets are going to be iconic iconic Kansas city landmarks. So that is so cool for Kansas city. You know, 
the movie is going to there's it's going to be kansas city is going to be interwoven through this whole entire thing and you know kansas city museum who's always been with the fashion show uh there's going to be that's going to be one of the locations so it's going to be museums and, and and landmarks like that but then also for instance alongside cliff drive or other landmarks that are you know outdoors. Nice. so we're still uh, you know scouting locations and getting commitments from people but this is going to tout Kansas City in the most clever way. And it's also going to be a fashion show, but it's also going to be a feature film with a very well-written storyline that kind of pulls this all together. Because, you know, somehow some it's, it's not going to be just people walking a runway like a regular fashion show is. Right. There's going to be so much more to it. It's very complicated in a good, brilliant way. That's so, that's, cool. It's I know. so cool. It's so I cool. I know. That is, <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll, we'll get to, because it's going to have a small crew and um, we're only going to shoot one designer per location. We're going to be able to really pra- practice the best way to shoot a movie using all the precautions that you should use to keep everyone safe. Yeah. Obviously that's our number one concern and we know how we're going to do that. We're, we, you know, Kansas city has a huge manual that's going to guide us. So we, you know, are making sure to follow all of that. But beyond that, you know, beyond that, we want to help stop this pandemic as well. So there's going to be masks and there's going to be all the protocols, including, you know, the small, as small staff as possible on site at every location. Um, and then this is being shown at a drive-in. So you're in the safety of your vehicle yes. you know, with those people that you trust to be in your vehicle with you. So, uh, and, and we'll uh, seat the, the theater in a way that keeps people further safe. So everyone will be safe and, it, and there will be a new movie shown. It will be the director's cut, but there will be a new feature film shown at the drive-in in October. Whoa. I was going to say, when is that? That's so cool. Yeah, That's so 16th. soon. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I don't know how Justin <laughs> is going to do this, honestly. God bless him. He he knows what he's doing. I, again, like, who am I to say? You know, I'm a former social worker. I cannot begin to tell you how to do a movie or how long it takes. And definitely when I talk to these museums, you know, when I talk to people at the Nelson, they were like, you are going to do a movie by you, what? Huh? You want to have this filmed by this time and you're going to show this by October 16th? Yeah, we're, that's what we're going to do. We're going to make it happen. This how do, team, do, do we know how um, tickets are going to be sold now? Or? Yes. It's on Eventbrite. It's up. Okay. The link is up. Oh, uh, okay. so yes, we'll sell tickets on Eventbrite. You know, um, the West 18th Street Fashion Show has always prided itself on the accessibility of fashion. So usually you could come to this and you can stand it and watch it for free. You could pay to sit, but anyone could come for free. And I know so many people who have gone every year with their families, you know, for free. Um, and so we have made it to where you can still do that. You can still come to the drive-in and get a free ticket. There's very limited amounts of free tickets, obviously. Um, we're doing a movie. We have to, there's way more cost involved. <laughs> so we need some money. We need sponsors, but we also need for people to buy tickets uh, for, for the better spots in the theater so it, it's everywhere from free up to 200 dollars, i believe to get a ticket depending on which seat you want and of course you know great things come with the, the more expensive seat like some right. awesome swag bags uh that are you know amazingly designed we the producers that put together the west 18th street fashion show are kansas city's most brilliant go-getters so oh man the, the design I'm is like- super cool I'm hoping there's like a fashion mask in that swag bag. That would oh, be so yeah. sweet. Guess, guess what they just designed and shared to our Google Drive yesterday? A fashion mask. Yes. Yes. I want a fashion mask so bad. Yeah. I don't even know why. I don't even yeah. go anywhere. Well, just was telling us. I'm gonna go with it. I'll go in my bathroom. I'll walk to the mailbox. Yes. Watch That's me. True. Yes. That's true. Justin was telling us that, you know, your runway walk to yeah. with no bra on and like my pajama shorts. We, we completely support the no bra at the yes. West 18th Street Fashion Show. That is, you know, the, for anyone who's been, they know that our models, 
last year birdies their entire line were all bald models you know nice. we are outside of the box we just want people to feel beautiful all shapes sizes colors we want you you know you you are as beautiful as you feel and as a as you emote so you know you dress whatever makes you feel good about yourself that's how you should dress and it will come out and you will be beautiful. If you feel great about yourself inside, you will, people will feel great about you in the way that okay, they I'll model for you outside. <laughs> <laughs> we, it is. That's what I've always loved. That's why I love birdies. And that's why I love this fashion show is all shapes, sizes, kinds of people, so colors of people. It's yeah, always been that so way. Cool. And, and you just feel it when you're there. You just, you just know, like it's, it's so accepting yeah but also so beyond cool. cool i mean yeah. last year my job was just like down on the ground the whole entire time i'm like what is happening here this is the coolest thing ever this fashion show like are we in kansas city or are we in new york i really don't know because this is so next level cool that's what I'll, you know i used to watch um what's it called project runway uh-huh. and like those designers so against designing for women with any curves like any it was like they were so used to designing a certain way and that used mm-hmm. to just really annoy the crap like i mm-hmm. hated it i was just like but women are so many shapes and mm-hmm. sizes and curves here and there and no cur- like i'm like uh so i love that that's just the concept of just being so accepting of everything is amazing mm-hmm. it's it's it, it's got to have a certain level of like happiness and brightness when you're there. If, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It has yes. to. Yes. I love that. Yeah. That sounds so awesome. Mm-hmm. Like very excited. And I I'm going to get to it. I want to get yeah. to, can we go yeah. together? Yes, we can. Um, let's, let's hand out swag. Right <laughs> yeah, is it just, is it like a one night thing or is there one is night? one night oh boy i gotta go now yes here let me go look on you guys and everyone listening to this are going to be the first people to know about it because it is not announced yet so oh my uh, god this is this is the this is the breaking news it's an exclusive yes so cool i know i'm like it's super exciting i know kansas city is it's just crazy i can't i can't believe how i'm calling these places and saying you know can we use your space to shoot a movie uh yes you know people would, they, they see the vision they know who's involved they know of course they want to be a part of this like yeah it's it's such a great opportunity for anyone to be a part of this um you know for these 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 venues to be a part of i think like so much of the time people think of like Midwest towns, even Kansas, like the bigger ones, Kansas City, St. Louis, and probably even more Kansas City on that, but like kind of like cow towns and mm-hmm. like they don't understand, like it's really a really cool place. They do a lot of very interesting things. The food scene is getting better and better Amazing. and better. The, you know, distilleries and breweries and there's so many cool things mm-hmm. in Kansas City now. I love it's it. It's always been an awesome place. And right. you know, I, said, I said this before, and this is completely my novice person opinion, but I think the thing that really put the pivot on how people perceive Kansas City was when we had the All-Star Game here and people from around the nation came out, experienced the people in Kansas City experienced the restaurants the attractions and that and you saw everyone talking about it whether it's on social media or whether it was the actual broadcasters you know before during and after the game talking about how their minds were blown by how great the food is these you know wonderful chefs we have and how great the people are and that's the bottom line to everything i think is the people in kansas city that really everyone's just amazed by how nice we are and uh, yeah i heard that a lot after the world series games mm -hmm. too right everybody was just like you guys are so nice yeah and like right. the marlins man world yeah his like favorite place to come to you know he's a millionaire and has can eat anywhere and go anywhere and he loves it here he's you know our our adopted child um, someone oh breland said that remember oh, yeah. she moved here from the east coast and uh she was like, everyone's just really nice here. She's like, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. I was sitting here racking my brain trying to figure out who we've talked to recently that said that. And you're right. It was Breland. It was Breland. And uh, but because she's from close to Philadelphia. So she was just like, holy shit, everyone's nice here. 
Yeah. Like, and, and they're genuinely everyone, nice. Yeah. And I think everyone wants visitors to love Kansas City as much as we do. So mm-hmm. we're always, we're like, we're always offering unsolicited advice about what you should do, <laughs> what you should eat, right. whether you want it or not. We don't care. We're right. going to tell you. <laughs> like, oh, oh, you're not from here. You have to go eat this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> true. I, there's been multiple people that said they're coming here. I'm like, oh, you need to go to this and this. And this. Right. Oh, that's funny. That is true. <laughs> okay. It's homework time now. Oh. Um, first, <laughs> who is your badass lady? You know, the badass lady, the first person I thought of when you asked that question was Sharice Davids. And she's a congressperson. I live in Missouri, but she's on the Kansas side. And I still fangirl over her. It's fine. Um, I'm an ambassador for the Kansas City, Kansas Chamber. And that's the biggest way that I have a connection to her and the way that I've been able to um, experience how awesome she is it's because they do these congressional forums and when she can she attends them in person and she's done a couple you know via skype or whatnot even before all this happened um when she had to be in washington or whatnot and i just i think she's amazing for so many reasons um but you know it's it's when you get to actually sort of get to know someone or or you know experience them in person whether or not you know because i feel like after 18 years of being a social worker, I think I have a good gut instinct about people and it doesn't take me that long to know if you're full of it. And she's just so genuine and really understands that her role is to serve the people or represent the people, you know, instead of her own agenda or her party's agenda. And I just feel like that's what she tries to do. And I love that, you know, her among, you know, several other people that year um, in the elections set you know, a record for lack of a better phrase, getting elected over, you know, women, people of minorities, people who think outside of the box, you know, starting to get elected to give us a little more diversity and um, some people with some more creative thinking about how to make America the great place that we all want it to be, you know, and hope for it to be. Um, And so just everything from, you know, her being a minority, uh, from and her, you know, openly um, gay, and also her mom, you know, being raised by her single mother, and um, being like a former MMA fighter, and you know, like the thing where I was like, I already kind of thought I liked her, but then I, she was like doing push-ups, you know, uh, know, that one like in the middle of like waiting for her office to be chosen or something, she's like drops down and like starts doing a bunch of push-ups. You know, well, I, I always like, forget that she was in the MMA, <laughs> that she was a fighter, and then yeah. and then I'm like, oh shit, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. she's really and actually a true like badass. Yeah, yeah. yes, in every way, and then. Um, when she speaks to everybody at these congressional forums, people have, you know, very good questions as people who, you know, they're very serious, they're business owners, they're very serious about the issues. And some people ask things that are pretty out of left field, you know, and she'll sit there and say, you know what, I know I'm a politician and I'm supposed to have the right answer for you, or I should act like I have an answer for you, but I don't know much about that. I'm going to research it and I'm going to get back with you. And if I don't get back with you, this guy is sitting right over there. He's my, you know, assistant or whatnot. And he'll, he'll give you his business card and you follow up with him if I don't get back to you. Like, you know, I love that she's just, she's just straight up about it. Like no one can know the answer to everything immediately off the cuff. Like that's impossible. There's just way too many issues. And she cares enough to, to be honest with what, when she doesn't know something and then to follow up, you know, with that answer with people. And that's the other thing I love about her is just how genuine she is. That's what we need in politics though, because mm-hmm. I think um, so much of the time, and it's not always, I mean, politicians suck. I'm not saying they're all like great people, but sometimes I think like they, they aren't willing to do that. They, they think, they do think they always have to have an answer, but I think the American people make them think that to a certain degree, like, you know, they can't be completely honest because they're and scared. And you can't they be all knowing, but you mm-hmm. can't like, also you can't be like, well, I don't know. Right. right. Or they, you, you can you can actually, they're just afraid to. Right. right. And she's not. Right. And I like that. And I think mm-hmm. there is this new group of badass 
ladies especially that are coming in into politics that are trying to change things up and that's Mm -hmm. but in a way that is like actually they actually care about people (laughs) it's not just to stir the pot yes right it's not like hey i don't like the way this is going let's let's do this grand experiment and get some change it's like Mm -hmm. they're trying to change like for the better you know Mm -hmm. so no i love that was a good choice lady yeah yeah it is she just immediately popped into my mind i probably could have thought on it and you know but i she just like was right there on the top of my brain no that's a great badass lady yeah no we have not had her yet and she deserves to be a bad yeah. yeah. So I'm very tag happy. her so hard when I yeah. talk about this podcast. Sometimes I worry about when I Instagram or tweet about her because I'm like, <laughs> are they going to send like some security out to my house and be like, like "Slow your roll, <laughs> ma'am. We need you to stop sending these messages." So hard. <laughs> You're not even from Kansas, so like, you don't <laughs> even go here. here. campfire girl all through grade school and my mom was our campfire leader and I loved campfire and I probably stayed in it a little longer (laughs) it's probably kind of nerdy how long I stayed in it but I just loved it and I had a lot of friends and I'm still friends with some of those people like we're you know friends on Facebook so that's one of the reasons why I like Facebook many reasons why it's terrible but that's one of the good things about it is that I get to still be friends with you know for instance just in the hey and we've been friends since we were super little and I think that's cool. So I love to keep fire and um, I'm, I, I manage a venue. It's the uh, Hall of Fame for Men's College Basketball. It's called the College Basketball Experience. And Campfire reached out to us to have an event, the absolutely incredible Kids Day event um, at the CBE. And I mean, the minute that they, that email came across my you know inbox, I'm like, I got this. Like, I can't, you know, so we did a tour and I came out there singing to them, like Campfire songs. <laughs> saying more low and all that because I'm like I'm gonna win this event and you know of course I did and but then also I didn't realize the result of that would be that they would ask me to join the board because uh-huh. <laughs> being on boards take up a lot of time and um they were actually trying to form their own council a heartland council um campfire is headquartered it's a national organization for youth but it's headquartered here in Kansas City so national is actually managing the Kansas City programs and um we decided that we wanted our own council here in Heartland to to serve the Kansas City youth. And they were like, we need an advisory board member. Can you be on it? And I'm like, how am I going to say no after I came out here and saying low be low? Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> I don't yeah. know this one song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so unfortunately, I know a lot of the songs. <laughs> I, I kind of feel bad. I did not, I had not ever heard of this. Uh-huh. I love people, I you know. For yeah. people like me who suck and don't know what this is. I, in my, in my, like, mind, I feel like a lot of, because I went to a Catholic school, Nativity and Independence and grade school, and I think it's, like, the Catholic schools all had campfire and, like, the public schools all had Girl Scouts, I think, and that's just in my mind, and uh-huh. I could be totally wrong about that, but it's, you know, it's just, like, Girl Scouts, um, Okay. Campfire, when I, when, um, originally Campfire was Campfire Girls, and then in 1975, it became, it became inclusive, their statement of inclusion, and it was girls and boys, but really, boys, when I was in grade school, that boys, all the boys were in Boy Scouts, they were not even interested at all in being in Campfire, um, you know, now I think it's, it's definitely co-ed, but, um, so it's, you know, it's, it's a youth organization, and they have, we had a club, uh, you know, at Nativity, and um, now they still have clubs, but they also do in-school programming, like conflict resolution. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, which has been uh, most well-received in the Grandview School District. And, uh, but then they also have after-school programs, and uh, they partner with, partner with Parks and Rec to provide after-school after care for children, and that includes feeding them, you know, like these amazing, very healthy, but also very hearty meals um, after school, but then also, of course, you know, providing some physical education and some, some help with their schoolwork and things like that. And then they have a, a summer camp, usually this year, it's a virtual 
summer camp because of COVID, um, but otherwise it's typically out at Swift Park. Um, and actually last year we did a spring break camp too, because, you know, these kids need some programming and parents still work, you know, parents don't right. get spring break and summer break. So um, we actually provided that last year. This year, that was right when all the COVID stuff was happening. So it just was impossible to even, we weren't even entertained thinking about it. Um, but, you know, with summer camp, of course, we still wanted to do something. So we are doing a virtual summer camp this year. Uh, but so it's actually, we just finally, finally became official um, eight days ago on the first. So the Heartland chapter is now completely its own thing and we have our own budget and all that good stuff and yeah so yeah we're gonna you know really really take off in the next year and, and then going forward and um you know of course i was in it so i know it's awesome but also <laughs> i love how it's um now it's it's much more um in the urban core and so it's um like right now our the, kid, the kids we're serving 55 percent of them are black 19 percent of them are hispanic 19% are white, 7% are multiracial. And um, right alongside that is the staff. 54% black, 33% white, 8% Asian. And then right alongside that is the board. We are 100% women and minorities oh, on the so board. Cool. Yeah, that is so cool. So rare. I'm, I'm on, I've, I think I'm on like seven boards right now. And Holy that's shit, the only board dude. that is that diverse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, man. That's a lot of boards. <laughs> She's like, oh, okay. Sure, I'll be on that board. I have, I have FOMO. Sure, I'll make like, a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, what do you think? Oh, just thinking about your schedule makes me want to like. Sure, I'll be on your podcast. <laughs> I have the best mom ever because she tells me all the time, you know, she's retired and she's like, if you ever need help with anything, honey, like she's always willing to like jump in and be my personal assistant or type things up for me or whatever I need, you know, I just, she's the best. That's so funny. Like, <laughs> I, I, that's really cool that you said 1975, it started mm -hmm. allowing, like their statement of inclusivity and it, that includes, yeah. uh, you know, your sexual preference, your, you know, gender identity or, Dang. you know, your race, your religion, your, what, all those things. That, that I mean, it's, it's like, I'm kind of sad that that's so impressive to me, but uh -huh. like that really is very impressive mm -hmm. to me because that's very much ahead of their time. Very forward thinking. Unfortunately. Yes. But yes. yeah, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Well, I wish I was in campfire instead of a Girl Scout when I was little. Yeah, I mean, I was even um, in their brochures. I mean, humble brag back when I was a kid. <laughs> because you, know, you so, just can't say no. But even though they, they, they wanted to show, yeah, that's my mom. Maybe I got this from my mom. Maybe she's to blame for all my, my crazy schedule. Um, back then, you know, they wanted to show representation. And I mean, back then I was like the total Hispanic girl with the long, girl, the long hair and the piggy tails, you know. Yeah. So um, I was like completely on brand for my, for my race. <laughs> does your mom still have one of those? <laughs> like the little, the little pamphlet thing? Uh, I actually have it. Oh, yes. I hope it's framed. I want to see it. <laughs> well, oh, uh, this question goes right into that. And it's, uh, you know, tell us about growing up, like where you were, what you were doing, being in brochures, mm -hmm. you know, right. whatever. Okay. <laughs> it's basically a model. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm a model now. And now you're I, making a movie. So you're just continuing that. I mean, just get going. <laughs> I lived like the best of both worlds because, you know, my dad immigrated, my dad was born in Mexico. They immigrated, my dad immigrated here, his parents immigrated here. Um, so, you know, from Mexico, um, from Los Cayetes, and uh, my mother, her parents immigrated here. So I, you know, um, from San Juan de los Lagos, Mexico. So I grew up uh, it's a very Catholic Mexican family, which means my dad has 12 brothers and sisters. My mom has 15, you know, oh, so I grew up with the whole Mexican experience. Um, but also my parents, you know, I, I think they wanted us to have the opportunity for private schools and, you know, safe education and a good education. So I grew up in independence. And, um, so I, I you know, like I said, I lived both the best of both worlds because uh, how um, many siblings do you have? I just have one of each. Okay, okay. I just wanted to like throw that out there. Question. Like, yeah. okay. 
Sorry. I was the baby and they stopped, so I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> you reached perfection. perfection. They, oh, right. You reached perfection. perfection. <laughs> we can't do better than this. We can't do better than this. We're stopping. I, I will say that I feel bad if my mom's going to listen, if she will. And I will never forget. When, I don't remember how old I was, but at one point I stumbled upon a book that my mom was reading and I'm darn sure it was about me. It could have been about one of my siblings, but it was like how to manage your hyperactive child. <laughs> you just, you just make her sit on seven boards, make a right. movie, do podcasts. I'm going to need you to do all these things at once. That's why <laughs> it was that book. So yeah, I'm pretty sure I drove them crazy and run, ran them ragged and they were dumb. Hey, you know what? All kids drive their parents crazy. It's just a thing. <laughs> that is a fact. Well, I know my sister always said she wanted five kids and she stopped at three as well. So, and I love like my best friend, her husband always says, never let them outnumber you. And I think that's <laughs> the best advice ever. <laughs> yes. That's just that's frightening too, to me. And I don't know how anybody has more than that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I only have one and I'm just like, I'm... Whew. <laughs> I I have zero and I don't know how people do it and right what, we had um these these vests that we put our our badges on our patches on you know a campfire and then um the next level which was now we see it we, have, we recognize it's kind of cultural appropriation but we used to have these gowns that you know remnant because we like um a lot of things like spoke to Native American culture. And so anyway, I like had found one of them and I dug it out. Um, and this was probably 15 years ago, but every time, you know, you, you did something, you got a patch or, you know, a badge. And mm-hmm. My mom would bead every single one. Like you didn't have to, but she would bead every single one with like these super ornate decorative, like two layers, three layers, you know, color coded. And my, I mean, my, my best in my gown, man, they were so baller. Like I looked great. And I, I just remember like writing my mom a letter you know, I just, like, how, how did you do this? As an adult, I can barely keep track of myself. How do you have three kids and a job and, you know, also just sit there at night, like seed beating every little patch with this intricate detail. I, I don't know how people parent. God bless all of you. I could better Go do it. mom. Cause I, my kids and girls scouts and I don't put the badges on her <laughs> girl use an iron oh god that's why they have that spray stuff right so you don't right. have to use an iron oh right. yeah just like glue it on <laughs> oh gosh so you go did you go all through school in yeah. uh, independence then well so grade school at nativity and then high school and catholic school as well my first year i went to st Teresa's. Didn't really, that was not my jam. So then I ended up at O'Hara. And then um, in college, I went to Mizzou, which was awesome. Did you, did you like school? I loved school. Uh, uh, college was a real eye-opener because I, I never really had to study. I could, like, not study and still, you know. My parents were not, like, super obsessed with, like, straight A's. So I could, you know, definitely, like, A's and B's without studying. And I never developed study skills at all. And then I went to college. And freshman year, I did not do so well. And I'm surprised I made it to sophomore year. I probably <laughs> did not. They, they probably wanted to send me home. But uh, somehow I made it and I graduated. I mean, granted, it did take more than four years. <laughs> I was on the five-year plan. But I also... Okay. I also uh, changed my major twice, so that didn't help things along. <laughs> yeah, I that, that, that I wanted that to do. Yeah, but that's you know, mm-hmm. you did it. Yeah, ended up with a social work degree and did that for eighteen years. So that was that was a great time in my life, and I'm glad that that happened. But I'm also really glad that I left that career <laughs> and that I am where I am now because I'm way happier and my life is super cool. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're going to be making a movie. It's fine. It's whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. That's, uh, when I met you, that's what you were doing. You were doing, and you were, you worked with kids, right? Yes. And that, okay. oh, I just remember like talking about it. Cause I was also at the time, I mean, I still work in a, okay. um, but, <laughs> um, Tyler edited that out. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I just remember we would kind of talk about that stuff because that's kind of what we were both doing at the time. And uh-huh. yeah, I, just, I worked with teenage boys, and I like teenage boys because you know they're like complete assholes, and they will tell you to your face, they'll call you all the names, and you know exactly where they're coming from, and you know how they feel, and you know, um, 
I did not like working with the pre-adolescents. They're just so whiny. I, I just could not, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't, so I couldn't deal with the little kids. And then girls, you know, girls are the worst. Like <laughs> I, I pretty much hate girls even now. I have very few female friends because, you know, <laughs> they're so catty and, you know, worst. teenage girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they hold grudges. And I oh, just, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't relate at all, you know, um, like even in high school and, and all that, you know, I've always had more male friends than I have female friends. And, um, yeah, so I loved working with the teenage boys because, you know, I just, I just, they're just so frank and you can call me names and throw trash cans at me. It's fine. We'll, we'll work through it and we'll make you better eventually. So that, that um, a cool time in my life. So we talked about you were in social work, mm-hmm. but something that I know about you Uh-oh. that I think is very cool is for years you worked at Kaufman Stadium. Right? I'm remembering. Best job. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Best job I've ever had, and I was in high school. And I so, <laughs> for those of you that don't know, that's where the Kansas City Royals play. Who does that? So, um, how did you get that? And uh, tell us about it. Yeah, so... That I have, I don't really know. So growing up, we always went to Royals games because we lived in Independence. We lived really close to there. And yeah. back then, GA tickets, I believe, were three dollars. And you know, my dad loves my mom, my, my mom and dad both love baseball. So we would always go out there. You know, I don't know if you know this, but you can bring food into the Kaufman Stadium. You can only right. bring one bottle of water, which has to be sealed. But food, you can bring whatever you want. You can bring a pizza. You can bring ribs. You can bring whatever you want in. And you know, lo and behold, we would pack everything up and we would go to games left and right. And so I've, I've always loved baseball. And actually it was just one day in high school, we were all hanging out after, after class, after school. And a bunch of people were going to go apply for a job. Like they were all getting in a car together to go to Royal Stadium to apply for a job, <laughs> which, okay. And they were like, you want to come to last? And I'm like, sure. Like, okay. why not? Uh, I already, I was already employed. I worked at the Hello Kitty store at Blue Ridge Mall. <laughs> and... <laughs> And I went along and I filled out the application and I got an interview and, um, <laughs> and, uh, the guy who hired me, he's like, you know, we only hire the cream of the crop. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I got the job and I became an usher and it was awesome. I loved it. I'm like, you're paying me to watch baseball, which I love. And, um, and we were in a union. And so we got overtime after a certain time of day. I'm like, I'm in a union. I'm 16. That's cool. <laughs> that's so cool. I didn't know that. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. I didn't we know got, that either. We made a lot of money, you know, um, that was a really good paying job. <laughs> that's awesome. They did not mess around. But back then, um, you know, the Kaufmans were still alive mm-hmm. and Muriel Kaufman felt very strongly about how females should dress. So first of all, um, our uniforms were bibs, you know, bibs. Mm-hmm. And they were bell-bottom bibs to make it even sexier. And this was <laughs> not in the 70s. <laughs> not that old. I, I can't remember if I started working there in 88 or 89, something like that. Oh, and um, so I wore bell-bottom bibs and zipped up the back. Uh, because she'd, and, But boys could wear shorts. Were they polyester? <laughs> Yes, they were polyester. Okay. <laughs> but we could not show our legs because she was very straight-laced. And, you know, God bless her. But when she died, that very next year, they sent us an email and said, everyone come in for fittings. You're all getting new uniforms and girls get to wear shorts now. And we were like, <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, then you went to school. You did social work. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you make the transition to where where you are now like what did you well, that's, a, that's a huge change mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it just kind of occurred to me that at some point i was going to retire doing the same job i'd been doing literally the first time i ever got out of college because the reason why i became a case manager was to see what everyone else did in social work and to decide what master's degree did I want to get? What did I want to do going forward? And I realized I really didn't want to do, I didn't want to be a therapist. I didn't want to be a psychologist, psychiatrist, psychiatric nurse, none of that. So I love doing case management, but I realized that was all I really wanted to do. And I just did not want to retire doing that same job and going somewhere else to do the same job didn't seem great either. So I thought and evaluated what did I like 
what skills did I like about my job? What did I like doing? And, you know, as a case manager, you're a liaison between everybody who's providing treatment to children. I love that. I love being the connector, the communicator, um, problem solving, figuring out how to get kids services. You know, I mean, mental health is so under underserved and it's impossible to get kids what they need or people what they need who have mental health issues. So I was always having to problem solve, always having to positively manipulate to get kids what they needed. Um, and I loved that. I love being a problem solver, a communicator. Um, my, my best friend at work, her name is Carrie Stein and she was the, um, the event planner fundraiser at Marillac. And so uh, I would always help her and volunteer to help her at all the fundraising events. So I learned a little bit about running a silent auction and things just by helping her. I loved doing that. I loved running around and coordinating. And um, so I just decided, you know, I have the skill sets to become an event planner. I'm just going to try to do that. And honestly, I tried to do that for a year and I was very unsuccessful because I was trying to do it by myself. And then the minute I reached out to other people and ask for help was when my life changed. And that was a real good lesson to me that, you know, you can be a strong, independent person, but you, you still need people. Um, yeah. and, and it just, it was amazing how fast it all came together after I reached out um, to people and asked, asked for help and support. And so and that's, that's like something that strong, independent people realize is asking for help is one of the most important things you can do though. And it's hard. And it's yeah. hard. It's vulnerable. You know, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I don't like putting my vulnerability out there. You well, know, and especially you said you struggled and it's hard to admit mm -hmm. the struggle. And yeah, it's, that's mm -hmm. hard. And I was doing contract work, um, which isn't secure. You know, your contract can end at any time, you know, it was month to month and I was making enough money to, to pay for my home and my car and all those things. But I never knew when that was going to end. And so I felt the need to uh, sort of pad, you know, my bank account. And I went back to serving and, you know, I mean, I liked serving tables in college, you know, I, I love, again, it's people. Um, but it's also kind of humbling, like ugh, I have a college degree, I'm 40 years old and I'm serving tables, you know, like I, I you know, in a way that kind of, could, I could have let that make me feel bad about myself. But instead, I chose to, you know, I had a vision, I was try I had a goal, and this was how I was making sure that that would happen, you know, because of my contract. And honestly, my contract did end abruptly, um, but I had gotten the job with the college basketball experience right when it did. And thank goodness, because, um, you know, it could have been really bad. <laughs> yeah. So, is that, so at the college basketball experience, you do the event planning there, right? Right. Yes. Event planning and marketing. Nice. Mm -hmm. Fun. It is fun. Yeah, that does sound fun. So how did you come, are you like a, uh, are you with Google? Because you're actually <laughs> seeing there. I don't mean to minimize it. <laughs> I was not trying to minimize it. I'm sorry. I'm just like, What's Here's this Google thing? thing. <laughs> well, because What's Google, you lady, I don't understand how you fit all this stuff into your life. Uh, this Google thing happened because I like to eat. Okay. <laughs> and specifically, I like to eat barbecue. Yes. And my friend Kurt and I started, I, I have no idea why we decided we were going to go eat at every barbecue place in Kansas City. We thought, that's, that's hilarious let's go eat at every barbecue place in Kansas city. And we started doing that. And then as we're like posting pictures on Facebook or whatever, people started asking us like, Oh, what did you like better? What, you know, what, which place? Did you? And I couldn't remember cause we were eating at so many barbecue places. <laughs> so I decided to start reviewing. That sounds like a good problem to have. I, know, like, I don't know. <laughs> so we, I started reviewing on Google just so I would have a place to reference back to. What did I like? It's all the same. They're all smokestack, smokehouse, jacks, you know, like the names right. are all so close. It's like, I can't remember which one I had last week. And there's like over 66 places in Kansas city. So it really does blur together. And I didn't know that there was a thing like a Google local guide. And the more you review and the more edits you make to Google maps, and you could do all these things to help them improve Google maps everyone else's experience with Google Maps and I didn't know that so I got this random email um, in April of last year and they said because you are a Google local guide level five or higher and I'm like I'm a what 
Okay, what now? <laughs> like, like, are you making that up? <laughs> you get to apply to attend to go to this conference called Google Connect Live, where we pay and we fly you here to Google and we spend a couple of days with you just talking about, you know, why, what you're posting about, what you're reviewing and how you experience, like, how you're experiencing the Google, you know, app. And I'm like, this is, there's no way, this is not a thing. Like, this is spam. <laughs> and, and then I Googled uh, it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I Googled it. Is this a thing? And you had to, like, you know, write a little essay and film a video. And you had to do these things. And then you said, so I'm like, whatever, I'm going to send it off. I'm not going to get it. It's a worldwide, anywhere from around the world. They're, they're, they're inviting people from around the entire world, entire world. Wow. And only 200 people get chosen from across the entire world. I'm like, it's not going to be me. <laughs> I didn't even know this was a thing. It's not going to be me. <laughs> and then I got the email saying, congratulations, you're in. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> and you were like, I like to eat barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that wins you a trip to Google. <laughs> Pick me. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool though. I know. It's, that's amazing. I have never had such a, it was really late at night. I've never had like such like this uh, excitement nothing is ever, nothing will ever equate to that moment of seeing that email. And, um, uh, yeah, that's the coolest thing I think that will probably ever happen to me. <laughs> like that's something where I would just be like, what the fuck? Yeah, Google <laughs> likes me. Google likes me. They really, really like me. <laughs> okay. So I have, I have a question. It's, mm -hmm. I want to know what you hate about being a woman. And I want to know what you love about being a woman. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most delightful evening I know. I've ever heard. Like, I don't I'm not sure I've ever heard anyone evil laugh at that. <laughs> well, uh what do I hate about being a woman? Um I mean I think it is that we uh I don't know how to say this correctly, but you know, we we're, we're we start off at a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. um, professionally and that we have to prove ourselves. Um, I think it's the thing that's most frustrating. Um, and, and also the men who call me young lady and who you know, use condescending phrases um, on purpose and, and condescending, um, actions, which they would never do to a male in my role. Right. Ever. A less successful male in my role or a more successful male in my role, whatever. It does not matter. A male of any kind. They would never treat them the way that they, you know, approach me. I think is the most frustrating thing about being a woman. Um, and what I love being about a woman, um, being, about being a woman, that the woman that I am is that I have the opportunity to change those men's um, that they're the way that they look at women. Um, because there's definitely those, you know, those men who kind of say, you know, who have said things to me directly about um, that maybe they won't, won't underestimate a female so quickly in the past, you know, in the future because of some experience that they've had with me. And, and I, I like, I like helping younger women to maybe have it not such a far way to have to prove themselves such a, you know, a road to go down. Right. Um, so I can use my, my position as, as a strong woman to help other women. And I do that a lot. You know, um, when I, when I talk to even, even during job interviews, when I'm interviewing um, a female for a position, you know, I, I talk to a lot of women, even if I, I know that I'm not going to hire them about how to, position themselves and how to um, advocate for themselves, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I really like, I love doing that. I mean, that's definitely the thing on this. Um, I wasn't always a great manager, but I, I did used to be a manager. Um, and I do think that there are people that I really did help. And I did love to see people blossom and people grow, uh, you know, professionally that that made me feel really good about myself. You know, that's the social worker part of my, right. of my makeup. Because right. I, I love to see people succeed. And I always want to be that woman that supports other women, you know, right. as opposed to be because that woman. it's shitty to be the woman that's always trying to hold other women down. Mm -hmm. 
but it's more mm-hmm. fun to lift them up. Right. And it's a lot more fun. Yeah. 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 It really is. It's, I mean, we're not taught to do that, but I think nowadays, I think it's becoming the in thing to do. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it's, it's fun to be a cheerleader, you know, yeah. and to encourage people. Oh, it's so much more fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, do you have, let's take it down to the a depressing note. Okay. Uh, hey. It's a good thing I have liquor. Right. That's why <laughs> Thanks, we drink Steve. liquor. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> this is like, listen, this is such an important question and we ask it to everybody, but it's, it's always just a downer. It's like, oh. Yeah. Because uh, do you have a me too story that you want to talk about? <laughs> Um, you know, I, fortunately I, I haven't had to encounter that too many times, but definitely, you know, I do work in the sports industry. I'm an event planner, I'm a marketer, but I am in the sports industry. And so I definitely do have to deal with, um, that sort of boys club. And also in the sports industry, it's a lot of old boys clubs, you know, so it's a lot of people who've been in the business for a long time. And um, so, you know, trying to get, when you try to like get into the sports industry, just from the get go, um, there's that thing, you know, cause you're the newbie, but then on top of that being a female. Um, and so I definitely, you know, there's been many times where um, I, people don't communicate with me. They don't feel they need to share information with me. They don't, you know, feel I'm an important enough person in the room. Um, and that's in a lot of scenarios, you know, um, there's a lot of different, um, groups I'm in or, um, committees I'm in, I guess maybe is the word. So that happens to me a lot, you know, and I, and then sometimes when I speak up, I can see, you can see the men who are thinking, you can read their mind that they're thinking like, ugh, here comes the female trying to talk. Like, I'm just going to space out for three minutes here while she like, while her lips move. Um, you know, I, I definitely oh, see that a lot. And that's, you know, uh, and again, I, you know, I, I just, I just plow through and I just, you know, I mean, I hope I don't come off as like a bulldozer, but you know, I'm just going to, I'm still going to share my opinion, my input. Um, I feel like it's valuable. I'm not just talking to talk. I, I'm either going off of experience or I think I have a great idea. You know, I'm a creative person. Um, so I, I think I can come up with clever solutions and ideas to things. And so I just, you know, I just always just automatically share, but it stinks because a lot of times I could, I could help a situation more. I could provide more, you know, support to things if you would just communicate with me and tell me. Um, and so a lot of times I, I hear about decisions that are made and I'm like, well, why didn't you ask me? And, it, and, it's, and sometimes it's even things like, um, because I do like to network and I am social. So sometimes decisions are made and they're like, Oh yeah, we, we went with this bid with this company. And unfortunately we paid this much money. And I'm like, Oh, well, my best friend's husband, this is what he does for a living. And he would have given us the total hookup, but you didn't feel the need to ask me to, to, to be a part of this conversation. So, you know, maybe we just lost $10,000 that we didn't need to lose. Um, so that, yeah, fun. I mean, losing $10,000 is fun. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. I do it every day. I mean, like, yeah. don't ask the girl. <laughs> She's a yeah. good girl. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's rough in the sports industry, I think, for yeah. sure. Um, let me tell you why. Oh, gosh darn it. Now that we're talking about it, my badass could have been Kathy Nelson with the Sports Commission. That's someone else I fangirl over. Hardcore. <laughs> Man. And, and also someone who I think is responsible for putting Kansas City on the map. You know, back to my conversation about the All-Star Game and all that and why Kansas City is now, you know, definitely seen different and less like this Cowtown flyover state, um, you know, is Kathy Nelson. She is a badass and she makes so much awesome stuff happen for Kansas City. It is because of her. And at the same time, she's awesome. Like, she's, she's so cool. She's so, like, approachable. She wants everyone's opinion. She, you know, and she, she's very well respected. She is earned everyone's respect. She is in the sports industry and everyone respects her. You know, the big 12 respects her, uh, you know, 
the fact that Kansas City keeps getting Big 12 basketball every single year. Right. Let me tell you what, that's not an Thanks, easy thing Kathy. to win. Yes. That is not an easy <laughs> thing to win. And she has created the, the committee that makes that happen and that makes Big 12 come back to us over and over and over. Because there's plenty of cities that are bigger or have more money or whatever. Um, but uh, we keep winning it because we, we do a great job with it. And it's because of her leadership that we do that. And she is a complete badass. And um, <laughs> like my, oh my gosh moment, like uh, my, my friend that I, Wendy, I work out with her at the Y and we love each other. We do yoga together a lot. And she invited me to her bridal shower. And, you know, the invitation was like, oh, it's at, you know, Kathy's house and here's the address. I'm just like following Google Maps to this house and I knock on the door or ring the doorbell or whatever and the door opens and it's Kathy Nelson and I'm like ah, I'm at Kathy Nelson's house oh my god oh my god <laughs> like taking <laughs> selfies like I'm gonna like, try to be super Kathy cool about Nelson's house. <laughs> I'm gonna try to be cool no, no this no, is a picture of me in Kathy Nelson's bathroom <laughs> this is a picture of me in her kitchen <laughs> oh Oh God! I love that. Yeah, <laughs> she is another badass for sure. That's. Funny. <laughs> oh, oh! I have a question. Um, uh-huh. Are you good at taking compliments? Depends on the compliment. Hmm. Okay. Hey, <laughs> hey. Um, give me. Give yourself a compliment right now. Uh, give myself a compliment right now. Uh-huh. Um, right now. How about now? <laughs> uh, I have a lot of awesome friends. Well, that's, that's cool. not about you, right? What yeah, I, I, know I think about- that says that says something about me. You know that that I have people. I have a lot of. I have a good number of friends that I can count on. And Earlier, I heard you say moments. that you were strong and smart. So. <laughs> and you have good friends. I yeah. think if you reframed that, you could say, I'm a good friend. I am a good friend. <laughs> Therefore, I, I, I have good yes. friends. Uh-huh. I am very loyal. I am loyal. There, that's, that's a good, good compliment. That's good, actually. Yeah. That's not always easy to come by. No. So, yay. <laughs> Okay, we've come to almost the end now. <laughs> We're going to do something fun. We are going to do the Wheel of Questions. Uh-huh. We, need like a, we need like an intro song to that, Carly. <laughs> we really don't. Do you want to just sing about it? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, your first one is, what would your baseball walk-up song be? Ooh, um... Well, I don't know if it's, I mean, my song that, like, I love hearing, I don't know if it was, like, really a good baseball walk-up song, but Three Nights by Dominic Fike is, like, I, I remember that song comes on, I'm like, yes! And, you know, I drive a convertible, so it's like, yes, how about can this radio get before I kill my speakers? I love that. That song just, I love it. That's my song right now. Hi. <laughs> oh, I'm asking, oh, what's your worst habit? My worst habit. Gosh, I got to think about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, have I have none. A, yeah, I'm perfect. No, so I'm like, <laughs> I have a lot of bad habits. <laughs> but what's the absolute worst in all of them? Um, I do think I'm too judgy. I will say that. I'm, I'm a good friend, but I'm also really judgy. That's like my my gut instinct is to judge, and that is a bad habit that I really do need to improve <laughs> because Same. it's just not it's negative energy that is unnecessary. Yeah, <laughs> I do that too. That negative energy part. Cause I think it's human nature to like, I think every human judges other things. Like mm. we just do, but doing it, you know, a lot, that is, that is a, a certain level of negative, negative energy. It's, it's a lot of energy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's an energy. It's, it's, it's less muscles to smile than to frown. <laughs> <laughs> but I need to work out more. Uh, uh, what is the last thing that you searched on your phone? Um, <laughs> West 18th Street Fashion Show. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 
because I'm constantly trying to see like, where are we with the updates? Is the website updated? Is the Eventbrite link updated? Nice. Full circle there, folks. Full there circle. There we go. <laughs> um, okay. I have the last wheel question. And it is, what is your go-to karaoke song? Uh, there are none. <laughs> Listen, I love to sing. I love to sing. But my dad in the car used to tell me to stop singing. <laughs> and I'm sorry to my sister, but I believe I'm my dad's favorite. So if my dad would tell his favorite child <laughs> to stop singing, <laughs> you know it's bad. Oh, but see, that's why you need to do what me and Carly do and just sing in your own house. But actually, I will go back to Dominic Fike because that is one of the reasons why I do Love Three Nights is because he sings so low. It's like an octave I can hit. <laughs> and I had my niece in my car the other day. We were in the convertible and it came on. We're both jamming out to it. And she starts to sing it like several octaves higher because that's the octave in which she sings. And I'm like, I need you to shut up right now because I'm <laughs> ruining this one song that I can actually sing to. Listen, I'm going to need you to shut up or I will kick you out of this car oh, until God. this song is over. <laughs> oh, you sound like such a loving aunt. I'm the best. I mean, I'm the best. I would say that to my kid, so I don't really care. No, yeah. Oh, being, an aunt, being an aunt's pretty awesome because you, know, you get to play with the kids and then send them back home to their parents. Well, yeah. yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Don't call me, I'll call you. Time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. I'm glad we got to talk to you. (laughs) I'm glad you made time for us in your insane schedule. I know. Holy (laughs) shit, dude. (laughs) Okay, everybody. First thing you have to do is go to campfire.org to look it up. Um, Also, Check event, Eventbrite, right? Eventbrite? Yep. Okay. Yes. I was like, is that what she said? Yeah, um, it's Eventbrite. And I searched West 18th Fashion Show and it mm-hmm. popped right up. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Summer in Hindsight is the name of the movie. And that, that's going to be October 16th. Correct. That's so exciting. I know. I know. <laughs> it's nuts. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. <sighs> Oh, you know what? I'm also sorry. I'm also supposed to be touting the 2020 census. So let me not forget to say, please go to 2020census.gov and complete your census today, Kansas City, because that is how they determine the money that we get towards public education. And we know Kansas City needs improvements there. Yep. Public hospitals and public transportation, i.e., free streetcar, free buses that everyone wants. We do that. We get that money by completing the 2020 census and you may not like no one is going to um, hold anything against you in a court of law, <laughs> not the FBI, not ICE, not DHS. That is that they are not involved in any of that. So go fill out your stuff. You are safe. You don't have to be a legal citizen to fill out the fill census. Out. We just want to know how many people are, are here in Kansas city. So we can get those dollar dollar bills, yo. I <laughs> filled it out as soon as it came into my mailbox. I was like, I finally right. got mine. Yay. <laughs> I was I so... went online and did it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I waited for a piece of paper to arrive to me and I was like, oh thank you. Uh, I I did mine pen and paper as well. I felt like such an adult. I know. I was like, <laughs> look at me, I'm doing this thing. I don't get to do. I try to do the least possible on paper um, yeah, but they send it to you so right. it's already there and it's self-addressed right. in envelope so right i, just I am trying like to really hard decrease my carbon footprint like i have a composting bin i try to do all those things as much as i can to help this beautiful earth but they already sent me the paper so i filled it out <laughs> i mean you didn't want to waste it right are you saying i'm a bad person because i wasted the god paper? damn it jessica <laughs> did you put it in the recycling bin oh yeah i did okay then you're good <laughs> Uh, the other day when our recycle was picked up, <laughs> they had to smush the recycling three times <laughs> to fit all of our shit in there. I think that's great, though. Yeah. Sorry, I have so much to recycle, you guys. Yeah. It's like when I, I take my glass bottles. <laughs> right, to ripple glass? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're just like, like walking for days. 
<laughs> one time my dad was over and I had so much glass bottles piled up or he took it for me and I was so embarrassed. I'm like, how much, what's the percentage of food to liquor? My dad's probably like, oh, my poor daughter has issues. <laughs> right. Favorite. It's like, it's okay. no guys, no, I had a party. And then like now it's like, no guys, no, it's quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, party. <laughs> okay. So if you guys out there want to get a hold of us at Talk Like a Lady, um, you can find us on Twitter or Instagram, and it's at T L A L Podcast. And you know, if you just want to hit us up in our in our email, because we have one of those too, it's T L A L P Cast at Gmail, and we are eagerly awaiting, you know, word from everyone. Word. Word. Just one word is fine. Just one word. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, here's to ladies. Let's start listening to what they have to say. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, bye.